Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you... Stu and Blake. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fam Podcast. I hope you all had a, a lovely bank holiday weekend. And uh, we've got another bank holiday weekend coming up because of the King's Coronation. Yay. 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 Yeah. Mm. Do, do, do you care about the King's Coronation, Stu? Nah. <laughs> nope, me neither. <laughs> On with the show! Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, there you go. Um, what are we doing today, Stu? Uh, well, I thought we'd look ahead to uh, UFC 288, Sterling versus Cejudo. Um, and, I mean, it's, it's a stacked card, and we, we'll talk about a lot of that. And uh, and if we've got time is, at the is end... It stacked? No, it's is not. It, I don't know why I said that. That, that. That's muscle memory, that is. To just go, it's a stacked card. It's a, it's a stacked card. It's, it's not. not and, uh, and and another person's just fallen from that, that, that line-up last night, which I'm oh, sure we'll, 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 we'll touch yeah. on. Um, yeah. Love him or hate him, he's, uh, he's always an interesting watch. Um, but yeah, and I think we'll, 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 we'll go through this sort of the, the bigger fights on the card. And if we've got time at the end, just want to sort of touch on, um, not that we ever really want to talk about the bare-knuckle stuff, it's not what we're about, but it was a big night for former UFC stars, and uh, that's what kind of drew my attention over. And obviously, anybody that's anybody that that loves the fight game has seen the fact that Connor got in there at the end. So we'll, we'll, we'll touch yeah. on that if we've got time. There's a big cage warriors in Dublin as well, and uh, and we'll touch on uh, Ricky Simon and Song Yudong, which uh, was uh, one of my most well one of my favourite fights so far this year. Um, but should we kick off with um, talking about <sighs> Sterling versus the melt? <laughs> uh, I was about to say, how are you feeling? Because you, like, I don't mind the Cejudo cringe stuff. Like, sometimes it's funny, sometimes it is proper cringy, but at least he owns it, and I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't necessarily want to see him be successful if he does what he did before and just sort of leaves or chases the belt above, like goes after Volkanovski, any of that stuff. Yeah. But you have been proper 
annoyed by Sudo for like the last year and a half. Yeah. And so how are you feeling knowing he's, he's actually getting back in there? He's not just chatting about it, but we are on a Sahudo fight week. And in a few days time, we could be saying bantamweight champion of the world, Henry Sahudo. How, how are you feeling? I think there's a big probability that we will be saying that. Um, really? Yeah. Um, He's just always just got on me nerves. Um, I just think he's a tit, and <laughs> I wouldn't tell him that. But um, but yeah, and the fact that he was just like, right, I'm going to quit the UFC, and uh, and you know, I, I think he's done a bit of a a Francis where people think they're going to leave, and the whole world's going to go right. Here's gazillions of dollars. What are you going like? People are just like, nah. And and I think after a while, so who I was like, oh shit, um, yeah. no one. He really... played it really badly. When yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Which... he was in a good place. He was effectively double champ. Mate. Well, he was double champ. He, right? was. he was. He was the double champ. Um, and uh, yeah, he just retired, and the UFC went okay, we're not going to pay you any more money. And now yeah. the flyweight division's got even better. Bantamweight yeah. didn't need help because Bantamweight's always been a great division. Um, so, yeah, so there you go. So he timed it very badly, three years out of the cage or whatever it's been now. Um, so did, how you feel? Go on. Did you see the little video of their meeting that went on the socials yesterday? I didn't see it properly. No, I'm I'm aware of it. But was it like a little bit trash talky, but then a little bit pleasant? Like how how did that go? It's quite weird. It felt like Aljo seemed like legitimately happy to be talking to him, uh, and Sahudo just looked like he was a bit a bit guarded. And Aljamain starts shaking his hand, and I can only sort of compare it to when. Uh, Alan Partridge meets a stalker and he's just like, oh, you're still shaking it? Yep, yep. And he, and he just kept shaking his hand. And at one point, Sahudo sort of looks down as if to go like, dude, like you've been shaking my hand for ages. It's quite weird. Uh, and then and then ego kicks in between both of them and they're both being polite and it's very, very um, friendly. But Al Jermaine sort of says something along the lines of, yeah, you know, this is... You know, as long as we give the fans what they want, but unfortunately, you know, I do, I do, you know, the, the downside is I will be crushing people's dreams, and uh, and and and, and yeah. then you know, Sahudo's just got a bit of a, a smile on. He looks like he's got a few of his boys wrapped around him, and uh, and it, it, it's just, I, I guess, what you'd expect from two fellas that are probably cutting weight in the lead up to, yeah. you know, to to to, to a fight. But um, it, it was all right. But I just watched it and I just thought. Oh, do you know what, Henry? You just get on my tits. Like I just, <laughs> I just think he's a melt. I really do. And his record speaks for itself. The guy's ridiculously, you know, high level, uh, and has proved in multiple that in, sports. In, 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 you know, I don't know if you know he's medalist. an Olympic champion. He was a. <laughs> he'll tell you all the time, like just how good he is. <laughs> Uh, that wasn't a technical difficulty to anyone just listening to the podcast. That was Stu snoring, <laughs> but please carry on, Stu. <laughs> um, but I don't think the the division, as you said, has moved on. There's loads of killers in there now. Are them killers as terrifying as, or more terrifying than, than anyone that Henry's fought before? 
Do you think Sterling, you know, poses a, a legit threat? Do you think Sterling's going to walk away victorious? How do you see the fight going? I think it's kind of fascinating. And I think there's multiple reasons for that. The obvious one is, what's Henry going to be like? Like, three years out of the cage. Um, but then he's not been like Conor McGregor. He's not, He's not. you know, on his yachts, drinking his whiskey, doing, you know, whatever, playing in Vegas, whatever. He's in the gym. He's training. With John, John Jones. Jones. He's training Zhang Wei Li. He's training Davis and Figueredo. Like, he's probably doing rounds of sparring with the likes of Davis and Figueredo or, like, doing, like, rolling with Zhang Wei Li or whatever. He's surrounding himself with elite-level athletes that are still there. The best. And uh, that's probably only going to rub off on you in a really good way. Mm. So, you know, he could come back looking better than ever. It's, it's, it's a possibility, but he's gone from being like the double champ at like 32, 33 years of age to now out of the cage for three years at 36. And I say this every time with the lower weight classes, it's tricky to maintain being at the top of the game when you reach your mid thirties, when you're like fighting at under 170, 155, maybe it's, it's a real tough thing. So, yeah, um, I don't think any of them have fought anyone like the other, though. Like, I don't think Henry Cejudo has fought anyone that's as big as Aljamain Sterling. Aljamain Sterling is going to have a massive reach advantage. He's going to be, I think, way heavier. Aljo cuts a lot of weight mm. to, to make that weight. That's why he's been talking about going up to featherweight for so long. I think Henry Cejudo is going to be fighting probably the biggest guy he's ever fought. Um, I, I, I think, think that, that 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 could benefit Cejudo. I think his size might work well for him. I really do, and and I I, I think Henry is probably stronger than Aljamain. I, I think Henry's a, a solid lump, and I think that 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 height disadvantage I, I think could be an advantage for him. I really do. I'd, stronger, I'd, I'd, I mean, you look looking at their bodies. There's only one of them that looks stronger than the other one. Yeah. I know there's different. You have to, but Aljo is muscle on muscle, man. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I think I think I think also it's gonna be good to finish my point. I don't think Aljo's fought anyone like Henry either with that pedigree of of wrestling. You know that 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 Olympic gold medalist. You don't get that. You know you've had Olympians. But Olympic gold medalist, that is really is the, the top of the top. Yeah. Um, I think that what will happen is this will become a weird kickboxing match because I think Henry will, if he's smart, I think he'll be wary of taking Aljo down because Aljo's got such a good jiu-jitsu game. Um, and if he takes you back, you're in big, big trouble. Um, so I think Henry might be wary of using his wrestling. I think that um, Aljo won't be able to take Henry down because of the Olympic pedigree wrestling that he's yeah. got. So it becomes a weird kickboxing match. And I rewatched um, uh, Aljo versus Pedro Munoz because it's like the only time you really see Aljo striking. And I've never been a big um, fan of Aljo striking. Um, but 
in the Munoz fight, and Munoz is a good striker, he kind of outstrikes him. It's really awkward, though. I think we're going to get something really weird because Cejudo started that karate-style thing. Before he fought Demetrius Johnson for the second time, he adopted this new kind of karate, in-and-out style. He tried to do it against Marlon Marias. It didn't really work, and he kind of just bit down on the gum shield and was just swinging, and Marias just just ended up folding in the end. Um and so we've got that kind of weird in and out style that I think Henry's going to try and start with. And Sterling's got that. He's obviously very long and rangy, but he's just got a really awkward, weird style. And it doesn't feel like he's always totally in control of what he's throwing. So I, I really think this is going to play out on the feet and we're going to see something kind of bizarre. And I don't know which way to go. I think because of Sterling's size, I think the longer the fight goes, the more it favours Cejudo. Because I think that weight cut in the fourth and fifth round, if they're constantly striking and it is back and forth, then I think Aljo could wilt a little in those championship rounds. But he could catch Henry with something big. And Henry maybe has an experience. I mean... I was about to say he has an experience power like that. He has because he's fought Marlon Moraes, who hits harder than Al Jermaine Sterling. But I just think Aljo could catch him with something weird, some weird up elbow or a spinning back fist or a knee up the middle, something like that. These are all things that, that, that could happen in this fight. But yeah, so I think early on, I think it favours Sterling particularly with Henry being out for so long. But the later the fight goes, as long as he's been keeping up his cardio, which I think he definitely will have done, I can see it favouring Henry. So, yeah, I, it's a really hard fight to call, I think. Uh, do, 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 if you had to pick a winner, who would you go for and why? I think that Henry's going to maul him against the, the cage. I, I think he's going to kind of... I think he'll make the distance up. I don't think striking his Sterling's strongest point uh and then if you look at the wrestling he's he's wrestling he's he's way inferior to, to henry's and uh, i agree with what you say is henry going to want to get taken i don't know the... that i agree with that but carry on oh there's, there's absolutely no way that sterling's wrestling is is as good as uh, uh, is as is as good as Cejudo's. No chance. It's it's not as good, but and again, MMA wrestling is different, isn't it? It is. To, it like, is Olympic style wrestling, but, and you've got to factor in the, the the kind of submission game of Sterling as well. I, I think Cejudo would be very wary of that. Uh, yeah, I mean, don't get you. You know, this is for the world title. This is you know, you got two of the best in there. Um, I, I don't know why I'm, I'm even having this conversation. You're, you're trying to make me talk more about how good Cejudo is, and you know that I don't <laughs> like this melt, and I really like Aljamain Sterling, um, but I just favour Cejudo. If we're looking at the Cejudo that we saw a few years back, that I, I do think he's pains me to say it, but he's you know he's one of the greats and. And I do think that he'll maul him against the side of the cage. Um, I think it'll be, if it goes to the ground, um, then I think it could be an interesting matchup because you've obviously got very solid wrestling, but then you've got probably unparalleled, you know, jiu-jitsu in, 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 in what Funkmaster's got. And I don't think, you know, Cejudo's going to want to mess with that too much. So I also understand what you're saying, that it could end up being a bit of an odd striking contest but yeah. I, I I think after a couple of rounds maybe Cejudo will, will, will just think that this isn't 
this isn't for me. Like I, I need to just get him against that cage and, and wear him down. And, and I think it. I don't think it's going to be a particularly exciting fight, but I think I think Zahudo will grind out uh, a win just through sort of dominating him a little bit against the side of the cage. If it does go to the ground, it could easily flip, and Aljo could get you know get a finish. But um, I don't see it being a knockout. I don't see. Aljo striking being solid enough to knock out Cejudo uh, and vice versa. So I, I think we could see a bit of a... I mean, to be honest, when you look at all the, the hype around this, like, it's been a bit subdued, If you know, just from a yeah. fan's perspective. You know, when, yeah. when you look at, like, previous cards, you know, if, if this was O'Malley fighting... There'd be a lot yes. more interest in this fight, um, and, and 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 yeah, considering this is the return of a a, a two weight champ, it's been a bit muted. This this ain't John Jones coming back. Hell no, no, you you're know? right. It, uh, but that's the thing. Not, not, people just d- didn't care when when Henry retired. I think he was expecting everyone to go no please come back you're the yeah. double champ we need you you're one of the greatest ever you're olympic gold medalist you're you're everything you know mm. triple c all that stuff and everyone just went all right and, and even D- dana the night of him retiring went all right well we'll make an interim fight between uh pity and judge Aldo. so uh yeah moving on no one cared yeah and and and, and i think so, maybe yeah that's that's reflective in the the level of you know press and you know hype about this you know it it's it just feels like oh yeah that's this weekend doesn't it yeah. it doesn't feel like oh, i've been waiting for this can't wait for this and i don't think it's no. helped by the rest of the card to be honest um there are some good fights on this card yeah, and we'll move yeah. on to those in a bit but you're right it's it's the people who you know meritocratically brilliant doing well but they're not the um the number pushers they're not the 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 ones with the huge fan followings or the social media followings or anything like that so you're right it has been a bit a bit subdued in terms of the 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 press and the lead up into it i mean it'd be interesting to see what people thought of ufc 286 outside of the uk because obviously we're all in it and we yeah. you know leon's our champion he's our guy so there was a lot of hype in the uk around ufc 286 what would that have been like in new york look we, we love LA leon. or whatever we love leon leon as a as a rock star you know when you look at conor mcgregor or you look at sugar sean um you know they're they're superstars and yeah. I don't, th- I don't think Leon's that. And I say that with the greatest of respect. No, I don't, yeah, I, no, I think yeah, that's a fair assessment. Yeah, you know, he's he's not buckets of you know trash talking and and you know he's not about that. And and we know that that's what creates you know Masvidal's and 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 things like that. Where arguably none of these people are as good as Leon, but their their stock is is somewhat more exciting to a casual yeah. fan. I'm trying to phrase this right because I don't want to come across like I'm dissing Leon Edwards. No, look, you know, anyone that, you know, anyone with half a brain is going to yeah. know what you're, what you're saying there. Leon is a bit more of a humble guy. I yeah. really love him as a champion. Yeah. The head kick against Usman and the, the, 
the charisma he showed immediately after that, the headshot dead thing, the getting emotional in the cage, all that stuff, that is what made people sit up and go, whoa, Leon Edwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think even the lead up to the first fight, it was all about Kamaru and like not not really about Leon that much. Again, in the UK it was. Yeah, of course. Outside of the UK, it was very, very different. But this... Again, the co-main, I don't want to move on to it just yet, but the co-main is two guys that meritocratically are right up there, should be getting the yeah. next shot at at, um, at Leon. Instead, it's going to be Colby for the yeah. reasons that we're talking about right now. The reason it's Colby is because he is someone that moves the numbers up when they're talking about, you know, pay-per-view numbers and all that kind of stuff, mm. unfortunately. But that is the but way But it's it. weird, isn't it? Because Cejudo carries himself just the same as you know, that other melt, you know, he does like gob off and, you know, talk about how incredible he is and, and trash and oh, he does all of that. But it just doesn't say, put it this way, right? You've got, we, we'll move on after this, but I just want to say, right? Cejudo's making his comeback, right? Arguably one of the greats. He's fighting Sterling, who has proven to be a solid champ. You know, like deserves yep. what what he's got, um, and it's it's a big fight. It's on paper. It should be a huge fight. I've seen more discussion on MMA forums, plat- like social media platforms over the last five days about Mike Perry than I have about either of those two. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. I can't argue with that. You, you are one hundred percent right. Yeah, and right. it's, yeah. I mean, and I'm not a fan of Mike Perry at all. Mike Perry has said and done some pretty gross yeah. things in in his career, and we may talk about that a little bit later as well. The BKFC stuff, but um, but what, before we move on, I want to say, um, who are you picking? Or I want to what? I think because Henry's been out for so long, I have to pick Sterling. But I, and also I think negating that reach and that size is going to be a problem as well. So I'm going to say Sterling's going to do him. Okay. But um, what about you? What do you, are you picking Sterling or are you picking your mate Henry? I'm going to go for me old Bud Cejudo. (laughs) Um, But what's interesting is, is what happens to the division after Saturday night? Like if Sterling wins... I've listened to him on an interview recently being like, oh, well, I'm not going to. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, 
you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Step aside for Mirab until the UFC give him like a, he's number one contender fight and then we know he's getting it and then I'll move on. So the chances are you've got Sterling wins and he fights probably O'Malley next because O'Malley seems to be waiting in the wings um, and then maybe moves up. So we're not getting a long reigning champion in, in Sterling if he if he stays. And then, and then he probably holds up the division by doing a champ versus champ fight against Volk. And if Henry wins... Maybe he goes for O'Malley as well because he would say it's the easiest fight that he can get with for big money as well because those pay-per-view numbers should do well with Sean O'Malley. But Henry Cejudo strikes me as the kind of guy that goes, look, I've proved to you I'm great. I've won again. I'm going to kind of do what I did last time and semi-retire again until unless you give me the Volkanovski fight. And so then is he holding up the division again? I, I can just see it either one of them wins and I can see it causing long-term problems to the prospects coming through at bantamweight. And I just, yeah, I worry about that. What do you, do you, do you think a similar thing? Do you think they'll behave no. in that way? Or do you know? What do you think? I, I, I think if Cejudo wins, I don't think, I don't think he's that deluded to think that he can beat Volkanovski. Like that's a, I think that's a bad fight for him. I don't see him being... He's spoken about it a lot before. He speaks about a lot of stuff, but I think the realities of it are, I think he's going to go, right, okay. So I agree with what you said about O'Malley. That's that's a... a we say it's a winnable fight. We've not seen what um, he's going to come back like yet, um, Cejudo. Um, the fact that Sugar Sean's been very quiet, there's not been sort of a lot of, of, of talk of him fighting anyone else. So um, I'm thinking perhaps that's the plan, that he gets the winner of this and, and maybe they turn that fight around sooner rather than later. I don't know. I don't think Cejudo uh, goes and fights Volk. I don't think... I just don't think it's a winnable fight for him. Um, and I, I'd, I'd be more interested to see him then fight... Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Um... Aljo's teammate, I forgot his bloody name. Mirab. Mirab, Divashelli, uh, yeah. I, I think that's, um, because Mirab deserves that I don't that think shot. Henry takes that fight. It's a boring fight. It's not got, it's not screaming no, but pan I, notes. I, I, yeah, but, and that's the thing. Henry, as we've discussed, is 36 years old now. He wants the pound notes. He, mm. You know, he's going, Sean O'Malley, okay, that's a big paycheck, I'll do that. After that, there is no one really that Cejudo will go, oh, this is a legacy-defining big money fight other than stepping up in weight and trying to be a three-weight world champion against Volkanovski. That, that's the only thing I think that would motivate him. Otherwise, I think he just strings it out as long as he can. You might maybe right. retires again. And right. I don't know. We'll just wait and see. I don't think either of them... I think I would rather see Aljo win because at least there's some consistency in the division. We've got a champion. That guy needs to be beat even though I can see him kind of moving up in weight as well and holding things mm. up potentially. But if Henry wins, I think it's, yeah, I think we're going to get some unnecessary drama and yeah, maybe not an active champion, but we shall wait and see. Um, in terms of being active though, 
Gilbert Burns is oh, on like his, Burns. he's on his third fight in about four and a bit months. Yeah. Gilbert Burns is on one. He's hunting down that title shot and showing you that like top of the division, really accomplished fighter, but he's not wasting time. He's going bang, bang, bang. Neil Magny in January beat him in the first round. Masvidal only like what a month ago or whatever the hell that mm. was. He beat beat him on on points, and now a month later he's fighting Bilal Mohammed. Who, if you take out the Leon Edwards uh, uh, eye poke no contest, is on something like a I don't know nine. 10 fight when she's mm. on something crazy. Um, so props to Gilbert Burns for stepping up and, and doing this fight. But you know, it, uh, 170. Yeah, I, I, I think he's doing the right thing. I think he's going, look, I'm just going on a fucking tear. I want that shot. And like, and, and, and I think, you know, f- fuck fucking Colby Covington getting that shot. It really fucks me off that. Um, when you look at what Gilbert's doing, you just think, right, there's a guy, the winner of this should get that shot. And yes. And, and, and yeah, well, it's, it's obviously not going to happen, but I presume the winner of this, you'd imagine would get the winner of Colby, but then have they announced a date for Colby Leon? Is it? They have not. They obviously wanted it to be in July, but that's now a fight card. Leon said he doesn't want to do that. I think Leon wants to fight in Abu Dhabi, which I believe is October time. That's a long time. That's a long way away. So does, you know, does the win, if if Burns wins this, which I think he will, um, you know, does he sit tight till next year now? I mean, don't get me wrong. The guy deserves an holiday. Like, but does, does he sit tight and and go, right, look, I've just fought three times in four months. I'm now going to take some time out until that fight's done. And I want the winner. Like that would make sense to me. I think the winner of this fight should be getting the title shot next. And I think they probably will, but I think it'll be after Colby, and Leon. Yeah, and of course. it is a difficult kind of dangerous game to play because if Burns or Bilal wins this, especially if they win on points and it's not the most exciting fight, and I don't think that will be the case, but if it wasn't the most exciting fight and someone wins on points and then Shavkat, while they're, while they're sat out from April all the way to maybe, I don't know, March of next year, uh, um, or May, sorry, to, to March of next year, because that's when Leon hopefully beats Colby and then fights again, then a lot can happen with the likes of Shavkat Rachmanov, for example. Or does Hamzat come back and fight Kamaru Usman and beat him? Because there was talks of that the other day. So it's a really tricky one for the winner of this fight. They could easily get screwed over again, but hopefully they won't. And I think timing is everything. If Leon fights Colby in October there's a world in which one of these winners is going to have to go and get yet another win, which feels unfair. But as we've discussed many times, it's not a meritocracy in the USC. It's not always fair. And And, uh, this is the way it goes. And it doesn't help that uh, Bilal Mohammed's fight style is not the most exciting. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's very effective. His win streak screams that. You know that can't be contested, but he's not a fan favourite. He's not a a, a a fighter that when I see his name on a card, I think yes, I just think, oh right, yeah, no, he deserves that fight. I don't. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't get no, yeah, hyped. Yeah. 
If I see Gilbert Burns, I just think, yeah, wicked. Can't wait. I love watching Gilbert. But like, Bilal Mohamed, he's, you know, he, he's ranked where he's ranked for a fucking good reason. But I just think, am I excited to see him fight Leon Edwards again? Nope. Am I excited? I mean, it's, it's, I think it's an, a great matchup for Leon. Um, I think Leon takes that win, uh, and I think he'll find that fight a lot easier than he will Gilbert Burns or um, or Colby Covington. But that's I think me. I think this fight could be exactly what either of them needs. I mean, Burns, particularly after the Hamzat fight gained a lot of respect from people and the excitement of watching a Burns fight has become more, although it maybe dipped a little after the Masvidal fight. Well, that wasn't great. <clears throat> but I think this fight could be exactly what the winner needs because I can see this going in a similar way to the main event, that their ground games cancel each other out. I don't think Gilbert Burns is going to be able to take Bilal down because he doesn't have good enough wrestling to take down someone that's a very, very good wrestler in Bilal Muhammad. Equally, Bilal Muhammad is going to be playing with fire if he decides that he's going to try and take Gilbert Burns down because Gilbert Burns' submission game is second to none. He is unbelievable when it comes to jiu-jitsu. He still takes part now in world championship jiu-jitsu tournaments and beats like champions. Like he is phenomenal in his jiu-jitsu. So for Bilal to take him down is a huge risk. So I can see this again, like the main event playing out on the feet in not as weird, a kind of kickboxing match as what the main event could be. But certainly a less technical kickboxing match than what you would get if you had two decent strikers in there. True. I think what we're then looking at is Gilbert Burns' power versus Bilal Mohammed's pressure. And it's which one works out the most. Again, I think early on, first half of the fight, Gilbert Burns is the one to watch. I think he cracks harder than Bilal Mohammed and Bilal could, could get knocked out. But as the fight goes on, if Bilal can keep a pace up on Gilbert Burns and wear him down, especially when you consider the fact that Gilbert Burns is on his third weight cut in like five months, four months, whatever it's been, that's, that's a lot. I know that he's not a big welterweight because he used to compete a lightweight, but he is still cutting weight every time. And it, having cut weight just a month ago for a fight and then doing it again... We'd have to talk to someone that, that cuts weight regularly and, and, and fights like this. How much is that going to take out of your cardio? How much is that going to take off your chin and your durability? These are interesting things to factor in. And I think the longer the fight goes, we could potentially see Bilal Mohammed get better and better and better and start really putting a pace on Gilbert. And Gilbert starts to struggle with that a little bit. That's, that's which one way or the other. I think Burns gets him out early within the first, like, uh, you know, 10 minutes of the fight, whatever, 12 and a half minutes of the fight, or it becomes more Bilal Muhammad. And it could easily be a very close decision uh, as well that, that goes on here, I think. Well, if you're, uh, if you're basing the weekend on uh, our thoughts on the uh, the two top fights of the night, fuck me, it's a boring card, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, it's not. No, not at all. It's going to be, because this could be great. Like, watching these four men that are elite-level grapplers and, and, and wrestlers just go at each other in a kickboxing match could be really fun. 
Mm. This could be great fun. We could see Gilbert Burns and Bilal Mohamed just going at each other for five rounds. Bilal hits him with three, but Gilbert comes back with a huge hook or something like that. Mm. And we could see something fun. And the, the, the striking that we could get in the main event could be super weird. And that could be funny as well. That could all be great. I think there's there's every opportunity that because of them both being in, in both the main and kind event, both being such elite level grapplers, but not wanting to necessarily take each other down. And they just remain on the feet. That's going to be way more exciting than seeing Aljamain Serling or Henry Cejudo fight Sean O'Malley. And you know, Oh, I'm just going to take him down and either lay on him or get on his back and look for the choke and whatever. Or, you know, Burns versus Masvidal, which was a bit more boring because Burns was looking to try and get him down as, as much as he could. So I think oddly, these fights, you're not watching Pereira Adesanya. You know, you're not watching elite level striking. But could it be entertaining? Absolutely, it could. How's this fight finished then? Who are you picking? When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Oh, I'm going to... Oh, I don't know. Because again, I really do think that Burns could catch him and club and sub is, is always there for Gilbert Burns. If Gilbert Burns catches him with a big shot, which is very, very possible, and then the fight goes to the ground, Gilbert's going to be diving on top of him that's and locking up a that's choke. It. That's how it goes. That's, that's Grand, the, third round, if, Gilbert Burns, ground and pound. Knocks him down, grounds and pounds him. See, I, I think he could do the same with a sub, but I, I do think... What is Burns going to be like going into the championship rounds? Is it possible that he's like, oh, shit, this is my third fight in five months. I've done three weight cuts. I did a weight cut only a month ago. I went the distance only a month ago. I am absolutely shattered. And now Bilal Mohammed, who I thought I'd maybe won the first two rounds comfortably, maybe even got a 10-8 or close to finishing the fight and the bell saved him. Now Bilal's got that second wind and he's coming at him with pressure, 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 up against the fence, laying on shots. All right, they're not as powerful as what Gilbert does, but he's constantly throwing his hands at him. We could see Gilbert really struggling in those last rounds. So uh, gun to my head, if I had to pick... I think I would pick Gilbert, but I but I really wouldn't be surprised if Bilal wins this, especially if it goes long. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But you're you're confident of Gilbert winning this one, are you? I, I think Gilbert finishes it in uh, round sort of three or four. <laughs> I, t- I tell you what, in a sense, Bilal Mohammed's already won because in getting this fight... He doesn't have to fight Shavkat Rachmanov. No one wants that. <laughs> no one wants that. That's why Gilbert Burns going, Bilal Mohamed, do you fight him? Can I fight him this, yeah, next yeah. week? <laughs> Shavkat, no, I don't want that one. Uh, anyone no, else? No, no, no. <laughs> Dana, Dana, you know what you said in London about me fighting Shavkat? Uh, Gilbert, Gilbert, Gilbert any, anyone, literally anyone. Not, not Shavkat. I'll have um, people uh, rank way above him. I'm fine, that's fine. That's fine. Absolutely. Just not that guy. <laughs> oh, man. That is it. What happens with Shavkat now, I don't know, but um, it's going to be an interesting one. 
Right, moving on to uh, Jessica Andrade versus Yan Zhao Nan. Possible title implications here. Andrade. 115, this one. Yes, at straw weight. Yeah, it's difficult when Andrade is popping up and down weights all over the shop. Um, but Janan is six, Andrade is four. Um, I mean, uh, the UFC must love having Jessica Andrade on the roster. Yeah. You know, she's, she takes a fight on just like, what was it, a two weeks' notice or whatever it was against Erin Blanchfield at 125 in a weight class where she's usually a bit smaller against a surging prospect in Erin Blanchfield as well. And she just goes for it, takes it, gets beat. Um, but I think the UFC love that mentality where she's just going, I will fight anyone, any weight class, whatever. She's popping back down to straw weight now. And I think a win against Xiao Nan because of the way I think the UFC must see her could get her a uh, a title shot. Because who doesn't want to see Jessica Andrade versus Zhang Wei Li? I was calling for that white fight after yeah. Jessica Andrade beat Lauren Murphy. Mm-hmm. Um, that will be an absolute banger. I know we've seen it before, but I don't think it goes that way exactly uh, again, the same way, you know? So I think that could be a fantastic fight if that were to happen. I think... Um, <sighs> Xiao Nan's on a mixed run of form, you know. She won her first six in the UFC, but then I think she she fell short to, to Carla Espar. But to, Espar and Rodriguez. Dominate her. And Rodriguez, who's, you know... Uh, and that was, from what I remember, a very close, slightly controversial split, split yeah. decision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and... Uh, just to say, you mentioned Mackenzie Dern there. Just being in that, she's fighting Angela Hill, um, which I think is a great fight. Say that again? They've just announced Mackenzie Dern versus Angela Hill. That, I mean, that's a really interesting one, the striker versus grappler type Mm. situation. Um, I think the person who's going to be watching this most intensely is probably Amanda Lemos because she is looking like she could be next in line for a title shot. She's ranked third. She's above Andrade and above Zhao Nan, but... Lamos had that sort of historic loss to Andrade where Andrade got the first ever uh, standing arm triangle in the UFC. So if Andrade beats Xiao Nan, you'd probably think, well, maybe Andrade is above Lamos in, in the pecking order because she's got a win over her. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think Xiao Nan's a very good fighter, but I don't think she's got any kind of like um, A-plus skill anywhere. I think she's like a good, solid, all-round fighter. Jessica Andrade, I think, should have a big power advantage and I think should be more dominant within the kind of wrestling and ground game as well. So I'm expecting this to play out on the feet. I'm expecting Nan to do well in the striking, but... I, I think when Andrade hits her, I think it's, it's going to be telling. Uh, and I think that power is going to show through. I also am slightly biased because I love Andrade. I yeah, love so, the she so, fights. A, 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 uh, absolutely. And I, I, I want to, I really want to see her fight Zhang Wei Li again. So I'm going for Andrade on this one. Yeah, I'm uh, I, I'm, I'm uh, on board with you on that one. Um, but... Uh... It, we've, in that, we've lost... Oh, go on, what are you going to say? In, in that fight with um, Aaron Blanchfield, 
Um, I think we we both thought that Andrade was just going to demolish her. And and it felt like I the power... I don't think I did feel that. I did. Uh, and I just thought she'd be too strong. And the, the power didn't feel like it was there. I didn't think. Uh, and well, so, what surprised me the most was I thought that Blanchfield, because I'm a big Blanchfield fan, and I thought Blanchfield's wrestling would play a huge part in that fight. Mm. And actually, she was able to strike with Andrade. That's what really, really shocked me. I did not think she'd be able to strike with Andrade for long periods of time. And she did, and she hurt her, and she did very well. Yeah, and I, I just, that was that was it. I, I remember um, at the beginning of the year when we was doing our, our predictions, and uh, and I was just sort of, I think I was like, yeah, no, Andrade sort of like easily gets that win because she's so strong, and it it wasn't apparent in that fight. And so, yeah, Wait, I don't know. Above, though. Yeah, exactly. So you Aaron know, Aaron Blanchfield is is much bigger than uh, yeah. Yan Jonan will be. You know, so, and Aaron uh, Blanchfield's a phenomenal wrestler as well. Yeah, I'd be interested to. To, to, to see how it goes, but I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Andrade just because, like you, I I, I want to see her get that shot because I'd love to see the, the Zhang fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Movzar Evloev versus Bryce Mitchell is off the card, which is very very disappointing. Um, well, I was be nice really to looking see... forward to this fight. Two elite level grapplers. Go on. What were you gonna say? Oh no, you know, looking at Evloev's. Um, Record, nothing to give me more joy than, than than seeing him destroy Bryce Mitchell um, because the guy's a wally. Well, he is, isn't he? Like, oh well, yeah, he's a he's a gun loving, flat earth believing uh, conspiracy theorist. But you know, everyone's got to have a hobby, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> he, 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 put it this way, he ain't my cup of tea, but. I do like watching him fight. Um, I do like watching him fight. Yeah, and, he's very, and scrambles are really interesting. And yeah, who demolished him last time out? Tapuria. Tapuria. Yeah, fuck that guy. No, no that one wants that amazing. one. No, like, absolutely not. Um, um, and yeah. had Evloev is still fighting, but he's fighting against the guy who's on a UFC debut, I believe. Diego um, Lopez. He's the, he's the number yeah. two featherweight in Mexico. And so, <laughs> you know, it, it, topology, yeah. and it's a big moment for him. Do you know what I mean? It's like you get called in at the yeah. last minute and we've seen it before. We've seen it before. Those people that get pulled in, uh, and they just think, right, this is my moment. And like, and it's shit or bust for a lot of them. And, and you've seen some upsets, and and the crowd kind of love that as well. When when you get somebody that's been pulled in last minute, and and all of a sudden they bite down on the gum shield, and they're they're ceasing their opportunity. Oh, we love that. It's the Rocky story, mate. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, Diego Lopez ain't going to happen because uh, Evloev's just obviously on an absolute fucking tear. But uh, yeah, man. But yeah, I, um, yeah. I, don't I think, think that's a real shame. I was really looking forward to that fight. Actually, I thought that was going to be a cracker. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to see uh, to, to see uh, Ari's uh, Ari come back after that defeat. Um, but yeah, so what's happened? Is it what's wrong with him? I don't know. Some injury. I don't know if it's disclosed or undisclosed. I, di- I didn't see what the injury was, but he's he's out. He's injured. Right. I don't know. Do you remember the time that? Oh, he I've just was pulled it up here. Some... I've just thought it. Bright, Bryce Smith, you unable to fight. He's too stupid. Yeah, he's too <laughs> stupid. You 
Oh, making enemies left, right, and centre, mate. You, you got to be. If if this show ever gets big enough for us to go over to America and start covering, fights, you're going to need to start getting the apology letters ready for some fighters. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I do remember when Bryce Mitchell was doing some home repairs and he stuck a drill in his pocket and it twisted up one of his testicles. That's that right. is. Uh, one of the things that happened to him, he went into A&E because he literally twisted his testicles around the drill. Yeah. Uh, so that's the uh, the kind of reckless man that uh, that we wanted to see in the cage. Uh, please do go and check out that that story. It is uh, and also gross. And Google Bryce Mitchell wank sock because... Uh, oh, that- my God, I forgot all about that. <laughs> that's some story, that is. <laughs> he's a Dear character, Lord. isn't he? He's a character. He, yeah, yeah, he, he's definitely that. Um, he's definitely that. So, is is there anything else on the card you wanted? There's one other fight that I've got a, a bit of an interest in. Um, uh, but there's Cron not- Gracie's coming back. We've not seen Cron Gracie um, fight for a while. He's 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 back fighting Charles Jordan. Um, yeah. Drew I love Dover. Charles Jordan as well. He's one yeah. of those guys that's very rarely ever ranked, but I've always really yeah. liked his style. I think he's really Just, good. He's just come off a loss to our boy, hasn't he? Um, he lost to... Wood? Yeah, Nathaniel. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he lost to... Um, Drew Dober, Matt Frivola. Um, do you know what? It's really that weird. That could like, be a good fight. Every time I look at Drew Dober, I think, uh, oh, he's, you know, he's, he's doing really well. And I think he's on a three-fight win streak at the moment. And uh, I was thinking, oh, it's going to be his time soon. He's been in the UFC for 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at his... How uh, his, old is he? Uh, 60... <laughs> uh, no, but I think he... Wait, where was it? Uh, let's have a look. His first fight... Uh, I mean, he's fighting on the undercards of Velasquez Vadum. Uh, yeah, his first fight... It was, he's 34 years old. Yeah, uh, 2013... Uh, he come uh, he come runner up in the Alma Fire uh, wow. season eighteen finale. Yeah, you're right. Um, I I do think of Drew Dober as like yeah. a young up and comer, but I he's know. not, is he? He's been around a long, long time. Crazy. And, he's, uh, he's, you're right though. Three fight win streak and and all finishes as well. Yeah. Like that Terence McKinney one was great. He was nearly done himself. Rafael Alves, and then uh, if you if you finish Bobby Green, you know you're doing well. Hundred um, percent. And and let's look at his losses. Right, his losses in the last five years. He's lost to Brad Riddell, Islam Makachev, and Benil Dariush. No shame in them. Like, and no shame in Olivia Aubameyang as well. I mean, Olivia Aubameyang, this is back in 2016, though. He's yeah. gone on to be the, the PFL champ. Yeah. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and as you say, free fight win streak, looking good. Matt Frivola, I believe, uh, has been doing well recently. Uh, I think he's got a good fight style both these guys, I think this could be a really fun fight, potential fight of the night uh, on this one, I think. Um, yeah, Frivola's on a two-fight win streak with with two finishes as well, and his last three fights have all been finished. He got finished by Terence McKinney, so his last three fights, all stoppages. I believe uh, Drew Dober's last three fights, all stoppages. So this one probably ain't going to the cards. Um, yeah. So that should be fun. And then other than that, uh, Marina Rodriguez versus Werner Janderoba. This is another one of those fights. Why is like, that so low on the card? Yeah, that's exactly what I was about to say. You're looking at the fifth ranked uh, strawweight versus the ninth ranked strawweight. 
they probably should be higher up the card. But this is just, this is what's happening nowadays. Um, but anyway, this is one of those interesting kind of striker versus grappler matches. I mean, uh, Vienna Jandarobo is more than just a grappler, but that is her bread and butter. And I don't think she'll want to strike for too long with someone as good as Marina Rodriguez. Sure. Um, I'd say this is the toughest fight or at least the toughest striker that Vienna's faced. I would say that Marina has faced better grapplers than Vienna. She, she's faced Carla Esparza. She's faced Mackenzie Dern. Um, and in the Carla Esparza one, I think I scored it for her, even though she lost by split decision. So she does, she can do well against uh, elite level grapplers as well. So I'm going to favor Marina Rodriguez in this one. But the only kind of factor that I think we have to consider as well is what's she going to be like mentally? She's coming off her first ever uh, KO TKO uh, loss, which she, she lost to Amanda Lemos in her last fight. Uh, and she's never lost in MMA by uh, uh, KO TKO. So, um, yeah, so I think that could be interesting to see where her head's at, but I would favour Marina Rodriguez in this fight. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, I agree. Um, I don't have anything else to say about 288. Nah, nor me, nor me. Um, let's hope it's, uh, it, it's as you see it, and it's going to be uh, an exciting um, night of surprise fight styles from uh, from wrestlers. Who, who knows? Yeah. I hope so. Okay. I hope so. Um did we want to touch on on anything um, outside of that, or did we want to um, um, wrap it up and, uh, and maybe do another little recording? What do you want to do? I don't know. I think I think we've 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 done nearly fifty minutes. I think maybe that's enough, and maybe we'll drop an extra little bonus app where we can talk about what's gone on over the weekend if you want. All right, let's do that then. Um, thanks ever so much for listening. Um, make sure you um, you enjoy the fights at the weekend and go check out in the meantime the back catalogue because um, it's not only uh, Blake and I that are on this show. Generally, we have uh, we have a guest on or sometimes guests. We had guests on uh, a couple of weeks ago. We had Jack and Richard Shaw. Uh, and it's a great listen there. I'd, uh, I'd urge you to go and check that one out. Um, only last week we dropped our, our interview with Jake Hadley who had lots to say about um, Mohamed Mikhaev and their uh, their beef and, and and where he sees that that beef going and uh, um, previously we've had everybody from Michael Bispin to Tyron Woodley to Mark Goddard to Dan Hardy uh, help me out here Harrison what else Oh, Alexander Volkanovsky, uh, Arnold Allen, um, Paddy Pimblett, Molly McCann, Derek Brunson. Oh, the list goes on. And Kenny Florian was another good one as well. Yeah. And so, yeah, we've had on legends, current fighters. We've got Cage Warriors crop like like Nathan Fletcher, who did very well uh, uh, recently. Ian Gary, who's uh, got a fight coming up soon, I think, Ian Gary. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it, we've had... The best of the best uh, yep. on the show. We've had some phenomenal fighters. We're very, very lucky. And, uh, yeah, so please have a flick through the back catalogue. Give us a like. And if you can be bothered, please give us a little five-star review because that yep. helps us out as well. And uh, if you're on YouTube and you haven't subscribed yet, please hit the subscribe button. And, uh, yeah, is that it? I think it is. We'll see you next time. Bye.